Welcome back to our podcast. Steely. The topic we'll be discussing today is toxic relationships. We have a special guest here with us, Eurydice. Shout out to Hades for letting her out for the podcast. Well, as you might know, Eurydice and Orpheus were in a relationship, a very toxic one. But Eurydice, tell us, what really happened? That's why you're here anyway. Uh, I really hate that he's seen as the main character of our so-called love story. I mean, everybody loves his music, and who wouldn't want to have a rockstar boyfriend? But our love story is what really made him popular among our civilization, you know? It's because <laughs> people love romantic gossip. Gossip is all we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's good. Well, it all started one day. I was doing the usual, wandering around the woodlands, protecting the vegetation, and suddenly I heard the most beautiful music ever. I wanted to ignore it, but I was drawn to it. Eventually, I was almost forced out of my tree because he wouldn't stop playing, and there he was. It was love at first sight. I fell in love with him for his music and he did because of my looks. Come to think of it, that was the first red flag I ignored. I mean, I'm beautiful and all, but there's more to us women. It's not only about our external beauty. Oh, that's that's right, but don't we all love to ignore red flags? Yeah, well, moving on, we were madly in love. We did everything together. You can see the early signs of codependency here. But we were so busy being all over each other to realize that. So we obviously decided to plan the wedding. The day I thought would be the happiest one of my life arrived. And Hymenaeus blessed our marriage. However, he warned us that the bliss of it wouldn't last. But again, the newlyweds were too busy minding their own business. And unsurprisingly, I died shortly after the wedding. Why do we always ignore the signs? But you continue your story. I'm living for it. <laughs> okay. So, it all happened when Aristius wanted my beauty only for him? What is with these people and consent? Well, his brilliant plan was to kill Orpheus with a snake bite to get him out of the way so that he could have me all to himself, but he ended up killing me. The last memory I have on Earth is Orpheus crying, saying my name, and then I was taken to the underworld. Typical actions of men not caring about what we think or want. Your death is so unfair and uncalled for. I know, right? In a matter of seconds, I was traveling along the river Styx, and then I drank the water of Lithi. At that moment, I was scared that I would forget all the love I had for Orpheus. But recently, Hades confessed to me that the water doesn't have any effect, and I really wish it did. I would do anything to forget my toxic relationship. Um, I'm not staying here just to watch you have your five minutes of fame, Eurydice, so I'm going to step in. Okay, go ahead. Well, you see, the world of Lithi is just like the one from any other river. What makes people forget their past is the fact they are told that that is actually going to happen. It works like any other remedy your grandma would give you. Oh, that's very interesting. I would never have imagined that. Yeah, yeah, it is. But now that you are mentioning it... I think that I shouldn't have said that. Hey, production, can we cut that out of the final tape? Oh, I don't think we can do that. We are live. Okay, well, never mind. Continue with the story. Eurydice stopped me from revealing more secrets from the underworld. Yeah, well, if that wasn't enough... Orpheus convinced Karen with his music just like he forced me out of my tree and followed me all the way through the river. 
He wouldn't accept that I had died. He was so codependent. Suddenly, I was standing next to Hades and Persephone, but I couldn't talk to them nor present myself because Orpheus was there, always in the way. I can't believe he chased you to the underworld. Like, couldn't he get over it? Oh, yeah, I know, he was so stubborn, saying that love is greater than death and trying to convince Hades to let me go back to the world of light. Not gonna lie, the music that he played to convince Hades was so beautiful that, <laughs> for a short moment, he even convinced me that he truly loved me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to step in again. No one knows this part better than I do. Okay, Orpheus started playing and the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, love is so cringy and corny. However, Orpheus' music warmed my soul. Please don't tell anyone I ever said that. I'm the king of the underworld and I'm merciless. Oh, um, never mind. Only our audience will know. Well, that is no help considering you are the most popular podcast in Greece, but uh, whatever. Moving on, I decided to grant Orpheus Playa under one condition because I'm an honest creature not like telephone companies that have endless contracts with very, very small letters and clauses. Hades. Uh, sorry, sorry. Well, back to the point. The condition was that Orpheus didn't have to look back as Eurydice followed him to the world of light, or else he would lose her forever. But well, <laughs> we all know what happened in the end. Yeah, Hades' instructions were so clear and straightforward, but what can we expect from men, right? Hey, are you questioning my intelligence? Well, not all men. When Orpheus and I were going upstairs, I made a mental list of the things I wanted to do once we were in the world of light. I could almost feel the fresh grass beneath my feet and hear the birds singing. I was so happy I was given a second chance. I wanted to see my friends and live life to its fullest. However, Orpheus snatched my happy wishes right off my hands when he decided to look back. He's so selfish, why would he do that to me? I didn't ask him to fill me with hope, he was the one that couldn't live without me and just because he felt miserable doesn't mean that he had the right to play with my emotions like that. He took everything away from me, like it wouldn't hurt me as if he had been the only one suffering throughout this whole time. I've never met someone so arrogant and ruthless. Girl, I cannot believe this. How toxic and selfish, it's unbelievable. But before you tell us anything more, we're gonna listen to our sponsors. Did you ever hang out with some friends and suddenly the one just ran out? Well, in Dionysus, right, we got you. With just a fast parchment, you can order all the wine you want and we'll deliver it faster than the thunder of Zeus. Yes, you heard it right, faster than the thunder of Zeus. Don't forget it, if it is in Dionysus, it is in wine. This program is publicly unrelated to any god or goddess party. Views for purposes other than those established in the program is prohibited. Now you all know where to buy some good and fast wine. Now we continue with you, Yurdis. You've been through so much, I can't begin to imagine what that life was like. But are you better now? Yeah, but what annoys me the most is the fact that right after I was taken back to the underworld, all the Greek magazines and newspapers only focused on covering what had happened to him. I bet they thought, oh poor man, he has done the impossible for love. And nobody asked me how I felt. In my view, losing life is much worse than a breakup. Everybody goes through them, but when you're dead, you don't only lose romantic love, you lose everything that makes you happy. Imagine having been taken away so much in so little time. 
Yeah, of course, I completely understand your point of view. It's as if you died twice and he gets the spotlight when you did the real suffering. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm not saying it because I'm mad at him for what he did, which of course I am. But I really think that women are portrayed as the companions of men in many of the gossip stories that have been published in the media. I don't think that we get as much attention as men do. I'm not saying that I deserve all the attention or that I desire to be perceived as the victim of Orpheus's actions. I'm just asking for gender equality. If his side of the story is that important, mine is as well. Now it's your turn to get here. I hope this talk has helped you to get it out of your chest. How are you feeling now after all the unfair portrayal? Well, on the right side, at least, I'm not in that toxic relationship anymore. And I got to meet Hades, my best friend. <laughs> I'm also happy I met Eurydice. The only thing that baffles me is how I'm seen as the villain. All people ask me these days is why I couldn't let Eurydice free under no condition. Well, simple. I can't. What I did was very, very risky, and since then, everybody wants a second chance for life, but I must preserve my status and, and people's fears of me. It's Orpheus' problem, not mine. And there you have it, the inside scoop on my brief romance with Orpheus so that you don't believe everything you read on Greeks Weekly. I really hope that my story can help all women identify the red flags early on in the relationship to avoid tragedies like this one. Don't ever let anyone tell you you're less worthy just because you're a woman. The future starts with that mentality change. Remember to put yourselves first, ladies. Thank you so much for sharing us your story. Uh, I hope all women listen, listening realize that toxic relationships are not to be taken lightly. Yes, thank you so much for coming today and retelling your story from your perspective. And thank you, Hades, for leaving her out and for your company. We're so glad to have you here with us. Another great episode. Remember to stay tuned for next week's episode because we'll be having another special guest, Penthesilia. Now, we're going to see some shoutouts to our sponsors of today's episode. Thanks to the British Encyclopedia, also to the Salem Press Encyclopedia of Literature, and TED Education from the Information. Now, our sponsors of music. Thanks to Marvel, The Back Jordigans, Rick Music, and Epidemic Sound. This podcast wouldn't have been made without them. We are Frida Hernandez, Cynthia Villalobos, Bruno Resendiz, and Andrea Sarasua. <laughs>